everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of the Hubcast. Each episode of the Hubcast is designed to give you, our listener, ideas and inspiration to move your organization from good to growth. In every episode, we feature a thought leader who is working in or with the nonprofit sector to do more good. Today, we're talking to Peter Mastroioni, an attorney, a partner at the intellectual property firm Reichman Jorgensen, and the brilliant mind behind Achievement. Hi, Katie. I'm really excited to be hosting our second podcast together. I am too. I think this is one of my favorite things that we do now. Um, It's always good to talk to you. Always good to talk to our amazing guests. Totally. I've always loved listening to the Hubcast. I've never actually um, been a host on one before. So this is very exciting that um, we get to host it together and um, we've been, you know, working on revamping Nonprofit Hub in general, but um, this is one of our big initiatives to get our podcast back up. And I don't know if people have noticed, but if you hit our Buzzsprout website, um, you can get a link to it from our website. Um, now you can listen on Spotify, SoundCloud, um, Apple Podcasts, um, we're everywhere. So it's going to be really nice because everyone can get it where they want it. Katie, last week, did you enjoy um, talking to Julia Campbell? I always enjoy talking to Julia Campbell. She is so down to earth and she always says something that I find myself writing it down, whether she intended it to be a takeaway or not. Um, she's amazing. That was probably one of my favorite podcasts. So it was, it was fitting that it was kind of our kickoff to this new season of the Hubcast. People can also access like all of the past Hubcasts, right? Yeah like years and years worth of awesome content. Well, you heard it guys. There's your, your drive time plan. As we all head back into the office, check out the Hubcast on our Buzzsprout webpage. So Katie, I don't know if people know this, but um, can you tell them a little bit about how you got to nonprofit hub as like the executive director lady boss? (laughs) She boss. I, I hate those. Um, I hate those t-shirts and like the hashtag and stuff because it somehow says, and I'm going off on a tangent, but that's, that's part of getting to know me. It somehow says that women leadership is different or separate Mm. and leadership is leadership, male, female, whatever. Um, All that to say, yeah, I, I made my way to nonprofit hub by way of do more good, which was the organization that merged with nonprofit hub at the close of 2020. So Bill McHenry and I started Do More Good as a nonprofit that was really similar to Nonprofit Hub a few years back. It grew rapidly, but um, nothing like the the growth of Nonprofit Hub. And ultimately, we decided we should be working together. Together is always best. Um, Prior to to Do More Good, you know, my heart and my work experience and my attention is really on the small to mid-sized nonprofit. I led a, a human service ministry that had a homeless shelter, a health clinic, dental clinic. Overall, we had 27 different services for people kind of dealing with felt needs. So raising money, um, talking to the community, um, talking to my neighbors who were struggling and trying to be a help to them was really my first, um, my first leadership experience in the nonprofit world. And 
it changed my life for forever and really shifted my trajectory to be where I am today. Um, I was able to work with other amazing nonprofits, a, a publishing house that has a global reach. Um, I've led a local schools foundation. Everything I've done, though, um, I think has really somehow tied back to education. So mm. it's fitting. It's fitting to be here today. And I'm so happy to be here. I think that the merger between Do More Good and Nonprofit Hub was like the best thing that, if I may be so bold, happened to like the nonprofit industry. <laughs> That I might be a little biased, but it's like putting so much power behind this amazing resource for people. I mean, we offer so many things. I just, I I don't know. Sometimes I'm just like, wow, we do a lot. We, I, yeah. We do a lot and we do it. We do a lot and we do it for the right reasons too. Um, We are, we are for the little guys. We are for those who go in early, stay late simply to do more good. We're going to help them. So I gave my background, Jordan, Jordan, tell, um, tell everyone about you. How, how did you make your way to nonprofit hub and what keeps you here? Yeah. So I started out, um, doing design for nonprofit hub. I've been here for, I think four years. Um, at this point I've kind of lost track, but, um, I've, I started at the creative level and then I kind of moved up to like managing the interns and then, you know, when we merged with Do More Good, um, I got the assistant director position. I'm really passionate about no- the nonprofit industry, um, which is ironic because I never had any ambitions to like be in the nonprofit sector. I don't think anybody intends to go into nonprofit work. <laughs> I think I think a lot of people intend to make a difference. They intend yeah. to to do good in the world. Um, you know, choosing the nonprofit sector is a hard choice. We, we more often than not make less money than we could in the, the general market and Mm -hmm. um, it's hard hours, it's hard circumstances, but I think the nonprofit sector also draws the best and the brightest. Absolutely. If you're going to survive here, you're going to be a hard worker. You're going to be creative. It's no wonder we sucked you in. (laughs) I hear we have an amazing guest for today, Peter Mastriani. Um, This gentleman, I think he's going to slow it down for the purposes of our interview, but crazy intellectual and one of the fastest talkers that I've ever come across. Yeah, he's a lot of fun to talk to. I really, he's just a sweetheart. Indeed. And a sweetheart with a brilliant, a brilliant concept. Today's podcast is made possible by Escheatment.com. Your nonprofit could have hundreds, thousands, maybe even millions of dollars in unclaimed assets. Escheatment.com can help you easily search and claim money your organization is missing out on. Good stewardship starts with claiming what is rightfully yours. Go to Escheatment.com and perform a search for your organization today. And stick around later as we'll tell you how you can help your donors to recover their assets to benefit your nonprofit. Hi, Peter. Welcome to the Hubcast. Hi. Thanks for having me. We're so glad to have you here today, and we just wanted to jump right into it. Um, I hear you have a really intriguing background as an attorney. Can you tell us a little about that? 
Well, uh, sure. Um, thank you again. Um, my name is Peter Mastriani. I'm an attorney and a partner in Reitman, Jorgensen, Lehman, and Felberg. We're an intellectual property trial firm uh, based in Silicon Valley. So basically, we protect patent holders from patent infringement. Um, let's say you invented something, right? And Apple, for example, stole it. We're the ones to call. That happens to me all the time. I'm so glad we connected, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> so, you are you are the brain behind this this new organization, Escheatment. Um, it, I have to tell you, when I hear that word, is all I hear is cheat, and it's all I can think is: Are these hardworking nonprofits being cheated out of their so needed revenue? Tell us that's not what what is happening. Uh, yeah, it's cheatment. Yes, right. Cheat uh, jumps right out of the word. So, uh, Escheatment laws give governments the ability to take possession of what's uh, determined to be stale or unclaimed property, right? So um, let's say a farmer, um, old McDonald, sadly, passes away and he has no will and no legal heirs, just the animals, right? Um, the farmland would escheat to the state and would ultimately be sold to another farmer, right? So um, that's, that's achievement generally. So getting back to our nonprofits, achievement laws cover personal property as well, like uncashed donation checks, Right now, these assets luckily are treated differently. So unlike Old McDonald's farm, title to these assets does not transfer to the state. So assets that are unclaimed for a certain period of time must be remitted, sent to the state, but the property is held in escrow until reclaimed by the owner. So the big question is, are nonprofits being cheated? And the answer is yes, in a way, right? Money and other assets that belong to nonprofits are being taken and held in these state treasuries so arguably that's cheating the charity, right? And its beneficiaries. Um, so yeah, our mission as treatment.com is to spread awareness and correct that situation. So Peter, how is this legal? These charities need every bit of funding they can get. How can the government be holding their funds? Interesting. Well, there's, these achievement laws are actually beneficial in a way, right? Because they, they create a, a remittance process, a safe place really for owners to reclaim these assets. Um, they, what happens is they set timeframes for assets to be declared stale or unclaimed, right? So after this date trigger, let's say three years, right? A check doesn't get cashed in three years. So then that, those funds have to be sent to the state for safekeeping, for safekeeping with information about the owner. So I guess we should think about what, what would happen if these laws didn't exist, right? What if the treatment laws didn't exist? Let's imagine a dishonest insurance company intentionally decides not to mail a million dollar life insurance check out. Right? And if the beneficiary didn't know about the policy, those funds would, would stay in the insurance company's account forever, potentially. So the states require, they police these accounts and they require uncashed donation checks or life insurance checks, for example. The states require these funds be sent to the state treasury. Right, So you can see this process provides a safe place to store these assets until the owners can reclaim them. It's so interesting. So just so I'm clear, the state's not chasing down these nonprofits to tell them about this, though. It's it's kind of a you have to proactively be seeking it, right? Certainly, yes. What what's interesting is you'll see occasionally a, a news story or a, an article about unclaimed funds, and I'll tell you, hey, to go look. But um, yeah, they are occasionally there'll be a letter sent or some other other kind of communication. But you're right, they they don't actively uh, seek to send these funds back to anyone. You really have to go find them yourself. 
Are there any specific situations that are likely to result in a nonprofit having an achievement claim? Yeah, um, well, achievement laws, like we said, they trigger after a time, right? So nonprofits that have been around a while are more likely to have uncashed donation checks or other assets in achievement. Um, also, if a nonprofit has moved or they've had multiple locations, right, for fundraising, they're more likely to have missed a check and have uncashed donation checks or other achievement claims. Um, also, volunteers and importantly, donors may have claims as well, but more on that later. That's interesting because nonprofits actually have um, one of the, the um, greatest statistics of turnover and location changes. And um, we move around a lot, both in terms of leadership and geography. So interesting. So there it is, right. That, there's opportunity right there. Um, so Peter, the burning question, how do we know if we have assets in a statement and how do we get them back? Okay. So please visit achievement.com. Let me spell it out. E-S-C-H-E-A-T-M-E-N-T.com. Right. We have direct links to all 50 state treasuries and more. So once you locate a claim, the process is really simple. You just complete the fields and a check is mailed to you by the state treasury. That's it. It's really important to know you don't need anyone and you don't need to pay anyone to do this. You can visit our website, search directly on the state treasury sites and do it yourself. It's easy and it's a lot of fun. No kidding. Um, you might find money that's owed to you or some of your friends or family, local businesses, hospitals, colleges, universities also may have claims. If you'd like some assistance, we're happy to help. Just reach out and contact us right through the website. When we first met, you described to me what is one of the most creative fundraising ideas I've heard yet this year. And is all I do is hear fundraising ideas. At least that's a big part of my life. Tell our listeners what a reverse fundraiser is. All right. So I'm, I'm really excited about this one, Katie. So a, a reverse fundraiser is a fundraising event where a nonprofit invites its donors to learn about its achievement. So we invite donors to the event but instead of asking for funds, we teach them about achievement and then we help them locate and reclaim assets that they are owed. So the idea is to give back to the donors that have helped us in the past, right? And we simultaneous, simultaneously sorry, generate a source for future donations. So um, it's truly a win-win, right? Um, you both give the donors money and then at the same time, you could say, well, if you're feeling generous, um, maybe you wanna give some of that back. So you know, I'm really excited about this idea and anyone can hold a reverse fundraiser and it's, it really seems to get folks' attention, just the name. I heard you have one on the calendar. Can you can you tell us a little bit about the, the event coming up? Sure, yes. We're, we're, uh, we decided to actually host uh, a reverse fundraiser this year. It's on August 14th. And August 14th is actually National Financial Awareness Day. And uh, were you aware of that? I wasn't. Right. So it's interesting that that's the date. So we decided on that, that date. And we set up a site solely for that purpose, um, reversefundraiser.com. And we're calling it the first annual reverse fundraiser. Um, we're going to have an hour video with some fun and interesting financial awareness information. And then Sheetman will be telling folks about unclaimed funds and other companies are contributing financial awareness info. So uh, it's starting to gain momentum. And I think it'll be a good way to spread the idea to others. That sounds amazing. We'll be there. Definitely. Fantastic. I'm on the reversefundraiser.com website and it's so fun. Thanks so much. We're also calling it the most interesting fundraiser fundraiser in the world. The most interesting fundraiser in the world. Because yeah, a reverse fundraiser, right? It's the fundraiser for you. I tell you what, because everybody's kind of zoomed out and virtual events have kind of had their had their season. I think people are looking for unique ideas 
to, you know, the gala I think is expiring. So maybe reverse fundraisers are the new, um, the new it thing. Watch out golf outings. <laughs> We'd be very happy to hear that. Yeah, I think the donors would like to hear from you. Um, you know, it's a very uh, different thing to be calling up and saying, hey, uh, I'm bringing you money, right? Uh, very different than asking. So yeah, I think it changes the conversation. I could really, um, I appreciate that. It, could, it hopefully sparks uh, a new initiative. Peter, what advice do you have for our audience to get started recovering those lost assets they may have? Sure. Um, well, as I mentioned earlier, just head to our website and search, right? Send the information to your friends and your family. Help us get the word out. Um, there are over $50 billion in assets in this achievement, and we need to stop these cheat. Peter, thank you so much for joining us today. I tell you what, this is a testament to the power of LinkedIn because I think that's how we connected. And I know I've been searching for recovered assets for like every organization I work with and my family members. I'm becoming very popular. Um, It's such a cool tool. Guys, check it out. It's cheatment.com. And don't forget to attend the first ever reverse fundraiser coming up on August 14th and be sure to schedule your own. It is the new thing. It is taking the place of golf outings and galas everywhere. Peter, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Peter. (laughs) Thank you, Katie. Thank you, Jordan. Fantastic. Thanks really for having me. I'm really excited. Today's podcast is made possible by escheatment.com. If you haven't already pulled over the car, ducked out of your meeting, or dropped whatever else you're doing to visit escheatment.com and recover your organization's assets, what are you waiting for? Don't stop there, though. Check out the first ever reverse fundraiser on August 14th, 2021, and learn how you can raise support while raising your donor's bank balance. Offer your supporters an evening they'll truly appreciate. Register at reversefundraiser.com. That's reversefundraiser.com. Jordan, it was so much fun to talk to Peter today. What a bundle of energy. Um, I, I have to say, I think he's on to something really big with this reverse fundraiser idea. Same. I was like blown away about the whole concept. Do you think this has the potential to, um, you know, I joked that it could possibly take the place of galas and golf outings, but I think it actually has potential to become like an auction. You know how an auction gets worked into most fundraisers. I think a reverse fundraiser idea could be worked into galas and golf outings. And Absolutely. Uh, you know, Nonprofit Hub is all about finding the next big thing. And I think we might have just found it today talking to Peter. I also, did you see Peter's LinkedIn post about yes. the, um, about the reverse fundraiser? Yes. And I laughed out of my chair. Somehow Peter tracked down the personality from the Dos Equis commercials, which I think were like in the nineties, the most interesting man in the world. And he had him record a commercial spot for the first ever reverse fundraiser. Can you play it? Hello, my friends. I have an important message for you. Uh, you know, I don't always attend fundraisers, but when I do, it's a reverse fundraiser. Please join me on August 14th for the first annual reverse fundraiser. Find out more about this incredible event at reversefundraiser.com.
Facebook.com. Most interesting. I promise you, my friends, in the meantime, please stay interesting. Adios. Oh my gosh. I mean, come on. I mean, that's the best ad spots. Genius. Like only Peter would think, oh my gosh, we need the most interesting man in the world to do our reverse fundraiser spot. I hope everyone can join us there. It's August 14th. It's online. Go to reversefundraiser.com and get registered. No cost to attend. Just come check it out. Well, Katie, it was so fun talking to you and Peter today. Um, It's just like a pure joy to be on the Hubcast with you. Um, And I hope that everyone will tune in for our next Hubcast. I know we have some rock star guests coming up. So stay tuned. Every other week, tune in Hubcast. Everyone have a fantastic week and keep doing more good. Thank you for joining us for today's Hubcast. Get more great content to take your nonprofit from good to growth at nonprofithub.org. We'll see you next time.